pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Hello there. Welcome along to another Big Rap Show Podcast. Woohoo! How are you? Hope you're all keeping the best out there in podcast land, wherever you may be. And if this is your first Big Rap Show Podcast, then welcome. We are the show for the piping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it or near it at all, then we are the show for you. And you're very welcome along. Yeah. And uh, if you're only joining us now, then where have you been? <laughs> We've been doing this for what seems to be an entire lifetime. And yeah, we're up in the 90s in the episode list. And yeah, episode 100's around the corner. Oh man, don't even get me started about episode 100. I'm all sorts of stupidly excited. We're actually going to be throwing the live event in a matter of days. It's down nearly into single fingers now. Oh, scary stuff. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that later on. But first of all, let's get through the domestics here on the podcast. We normally do give a shout out to our patrons. Those guys that have clicked that support button on our Patreon page. Thank you so much, and uh, yeah, you are kind of one of a chosen few at the moment, because uh, yeah, you get your mitts on some extra content. We've been uploading quite a bit over there on our Patreon page, so yep, shout out to you guys, you're all in the know, and uh, yeah, for as little as a price of a cup of coffee every month, two or three quid, uh, yeah, you get your mitts on some extra content. So yeah, Big Rab Show Plus podcast, which will be the second one that we're going to be doing. So possibly two podcasts a week for just for Patreon helpers and subscribers and stuff. So yeah, that's going to be all sorts of awesome. I'm looking forward to launching that. And uh, yeah, let's give a shout out to our patrons, shall we? Source Bagpipes, Harris Kilts, LoneStarPiper.com and Brandon Moreno. You guys are Yes, you are. So thank you so much for clicking that support button. Like I said, it really does help support the podcast. We've been able to reinvest currently. We actually bought a whole bunch of new microphones and stuff and a little bit of mixing equipment. So yay. So thank you to our Patreon supporters. It really does mean the world. We can up the quality, up the output as well, because yeah, that's what everybody wants. More and more content. You know what I mean? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Grant, let's fly on. Let's kick the show off, shall we, with some listener mail. And I still think I need, like, a jingle or something. Ding, 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 ding. Listener mail. I don't know. I, I'm not good at writing jingles. But, hey, I don't know. I could throw that out to you guys. Anybody out there wants to write us a jingle. Anyway, where's my keys? Move my keys off my desk. Anyway, see professional podcasting on its best, Rab. Should know how to do this by now. Right, let's get into a little bit of listener mail. This one came in from Ryan King. How you doing, Ryan? It says, hey, Rab, hope you're well. Just been listening to your podcast about drum scores and the construction of the scores. Okay. He says, I just wanted to air a technique my Uncle Jim, or known as King, used to used to do when arranging scores. Okay. So he believed in having a balance between creativity and theory behind a score. So often he'd get the pipe tune and rewrite it into monotone. 
The Skeleton of the Tune. I've heard about this being done before. Uh, This was used as a starting point to ensure you were playing to the tune. That was the theory. He then started playing the monotone along with the recording of the tune to get the feel. And every time he started adding little bits to beef up the tune while still maintaining the monotone skeleton beneath the score. Okay, that sounds pretty complicated, but trust me, it's not. I thought I was really I thought it was a really effective way to create scores. Anyhow, love the show. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to hearing the 100th episode podcast. Cheers, Ryan King. No bother at all, Ryan. Now, I have heard of this method before. Now, what do you mean about creating a monotone skeleton? Well, take the tune like Scotland the Brave for instance. Nah, 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 nah. Well, what they want to do, put it in a monotone. Just ba 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 ba. So you're going through all of your movements. Right, And in theory, the way it should work is that every movement you play fits into that monotone. So, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. I've heard of people doing this and uh, I don't know. I would err on the side of caution on this one. I wouldn't say that I'm absolutely completely sold on it. I don't know is my answer. I do think you need to be musically minded as well as rhythmically minded. Like you said there, you had to include the theory side of it as well as, you know, the musicality and a bit of creativity and everything is all part of all that. If you are interested, you can go and listen to last week's podcast that is up there. We talked all about drum scores and how to compose them because I'm sure everyone is furiously working on these at the moment. So, yeah, don't worry. You're not alone. There's hundreds of you out there composing drum scores. So the monotone method... I don't know, err on the side of caution. Try it, sure, it might give you a bit of a brainstorm and you come up with something, but I would, honestly, in my own head, I would like to hear the tune and hear how the music flows rather than just hearing a, a bunch of movements going ba ba da 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 Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Right. Let's fly on. We got another little bit of listener mail, and this one came in from Adam. He said, hey, Rob, I was at the solo finals on Saturday. Yeah, all sorts of jealous. I wasn't there myself. I wish I was, though. We'll get talking about that. But what an awesome event that was. I hope you all managed to tune into the live stream. Because I have to say, shout out to the guys at Glasgow Life who live streamed the whole thing online on their YouTube channel. Just simply brilliant, by the way. Oh, man. Outstanding stuff. Anyway, let's fly on to what Adam has to say. I was at the solos at Friday... Yeah, spit out the break rap. I was at the solo finals there on Saturday. And with some other folk who were there, they were practically shouting to each other during performances. Uh-oh. Here we go. That old chestnut. All right. He says, I could hear a guy a good six or seven rows in front of me yakking away as a finalist was upstage playing. That's rough. One guy next to me even took a phone call in the middle of a performance. It's bad enough when it's a band contest and outdoors, but it made it so much worse when it was indoors. I paid to watch the finalists perform, not to hear a bunch of people being rude and talking all the way through it. (laughs) Oh dear. Uh, Something really needs to change regarding this. I know it's not your place to change anything, but he was just letting me know. Mm, don't know if you could hear the loud talking on the live stream. Uh, Adam, honestly, couldn't hear it on the live stream. I have yet to watch it back, though. Um, but that's one thing I did notice, is that 
as soon as everything was done on the live stream, they were uploading videos straight away onto the RSPBA YouTube channel, which I have to say, massive thumbs up and well done to the RSPBA. They are seriously up in their game whenever it comes to social media, I think, this last while. So well done to our association. But, Adam, and your experience, you're not alone. I actually got a number of messages, a lot of which I won't bring to the podcast here because, frankly, they're not broadcastable. But a lot of you guys out there were pretty annoyed with the audience at the world's final, especially at the juvenile levels. Uh, These young kids were going up there and playing their heart and soul out Meanwhile, there's someone there on the phone. Hello, Ma, what are you going to make me for my dinner? I'm going to be here for another few hours yet. Uh, no, I don't like sausages. Uh, can I have chips with that? Uh. Just shut up. Put the phone back in your pocket. There's a guy on stage performing. Shut your mouth. Good God, it's my number one bugbear and i've done a podcast about this already this year and i already got a lot of stick about it but hey i'm willing to get more stick about it it's one of my biggest things that i really cannot stand a band works their socks off all year to put on performances and to win prizes same for the solo guys if anything's probably worse for the solo guys and they're up there playing and concentrating and trying to give it their all meanwhile i don't i don't know Crowd behaviour seems to be a real issue. Now, what our associations can do about it, I really don't know if they can do anything about it, to be honest. But I do think that us, the piping folk, we definitely can do something. I don't know if it's common courtesy, or I don't know what it is. But either way, I just think... Talking and slabbering all the way through someone's performance is just disrespectful to the person who's up there competing. And, uh, yeah, just stop it. (laughs) Okay, I've had my rant. Adam, you've just triggered me. Isn't that what they say nowadays? You triggered me. You hit that button in my head that just makes me go, ah! Yeah, so you did it this week, Adam. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I got a lot of messages about this, actually. A lot of people complained about it. Uh, Whenever it wasn't their son or daughter or their wee nephew or whoever it was up on stage, if they weren't related to them, frankly, they didn't seem to be interested. They were only there to see their own uh, family, siblings, whatever, or a person that played in their band, and that's it. Everybody else, they couldn't give a stuff, and they talked to whoever was in the same room as them, shouting over people three or four rows back, saying, Hey! Hey, Johnny, I heard you got a new car! Ah! No, you can't hide money, can you? Aye, money bags. <laughs> What's that you say? Oh, there's a fellow up there playing, is there? Ah, sure. Our, our Mickey's not on until half five. Aye. Just shut up. Oh. Anyway, right. <laughs> Ten minutes into the podcast and I've already lost my mind. Anyway, right. Time to compose myself. There's been a lot happening in the piping world and like we're talking about right now the world drumming solos happened this past weekend wow i have to say regardless of the crowd behavior by the way uh, the action on the event itself standards were insanely high this year now i remember i said it last year the standards were high this year 
I don't know what happened, but it seemed to go to another level. <laughs> Even from a piping point of view. Like, this is one thing I said on last week's podcast and was talking about the world solos spare a thought for their pipers. I actively try and listen to the pipers this time around. Some of them were just outstanding. And I'll mention one by name coming up soon. Anyway, I wanted to get talking about the tenor drumming, first of all. Some pretty awesome results in here. I'll just go through the winners, shall we? Juvenile section one then went to Gemma Dandy of People's Ford Bog Hall and Bathgate. Awesome. Uh, Juvenile section two, March section went to Indiana uh, Bridgman. Yeah, Bridgman. And that's of uh, Scott School Albury from Australia. Awesome. Uh, So Juvenile section three, MSR, went to Adam Montgomery of the Quinn Memorial. Go on, the mighty Quinn. Well done, Adam. Congratulations. The Juvenile Section 4 MSR went to Aoife Bissett, and that's from Sun Large the Tool, of course. Well done. And Juvenile Section 5 MSR went to Holly Harrison of Inverarie. There you go. So that was your tenor drummers. Now, if anyone's actually seen any of the performances from the tenor drumming, you're in for a very interesting watch. Because the tenor drum is kind of like the meat in the sandwich between the snare drummer and the piper. So if either the piper goes off or the snare drummer goes off, where does that leave your tenor drummer? So these guys as competitive tenor drummers need to pick pretty incredible pipers and equally incredible drummers in order to be competitive. And if you see these runs from these guys who actually won the thing, go and have a listen. Trust me. Especially Eva's performance from St. Lawrence. She was outstanding. And as well, Adam from the Quinn also had a really great run. Go and have a listen. Both their pipers and their drummer both had an awesome run. And that really helped their tenor drummer do their thing. So go and watch it back. You can. I think there's loads of videos and footage and stuff. All from the tenor drumming event. Definitely worth a listen. Even if you aren't a tenor drummer. Okay. On to the snare drumming then. And yes, of course, our adult final winner went to Stephen McWhorter of Inverarian District. Da, da, da. There you go. Hey, awesome. <laughs> Awesomeness, I think, is the only word you can describe Stephen's performance. It was simply outstanding. Well done, Stephen. That's nine titles now he's lifted. That's nuts. Give someone else a chance, Stephen. <laughs> wow, honestly, no. Congratulations to Stephen McWhorter from Inverary. Totally well-deserved. He really played for it. Such amazing play. I can't put a finger on it. It's just so uh, so technical and musical at the same time. Incredible. Incredible snare drumming. Go and check it out. If you haven't seen the runs by Stephen yet, you're missing the trick. Stephen McWhorter... Definitely deserve it. Adult final champion. Well done. However, I wanted to give a very good big mention on the podcast this week to Gareth McLees, who came a very close runner-up. Congratulations to Gareth McLees. Of course, Gareth will be performing at the Big Rab Show live. There you go. Shameless plug. So finishing runner-up at the Worlds is no small feat by any means. So he'll also be on stage at the Rab Show live, episode 100. Woo! Get your tickets now. There you go. Now, I have that. I have to point out his piper. I did say that it was one piper in particular during these whole solo performances, one of which really drew my attention, and that had to be Scott Wallace. Scott Wallace, of course, composer of note, but also piper with the Field Marshal Montgomery. Oh, wow. The tone that he had and the sound of his pipes was just brilliant. I don't know what it was, but that seemed to be the tone that he had. 
and his performance really carried it for me. And I actually got really sucked in watching the whole thing. It was just brilliant. Garth McLeese, again, played out of his skin, as I say. Had an outstanding run. And definitely was a really good challenger for Stephen McWhorter. So, hey, there we go. We have Stephen McWhorter is now our current world champion. And Gareth, a close runner-up. So congratulations to everyone, by the way, in the adult final. I honestly don't think there was any bad runs in it at all. Uh, Shout-out to one of our Beard of the Year nominees, Craig Laurie. Congratulations, buddy. You made it into the final and had an outstanding run yourself. Well done. You and your handsome face of fuzz. Uh, Yeah, so to everyone, actually, who played uh, at all on the live stream at all, thank you for keeping us all entertained. The standards, again, were sky high. Well done to everyone. Okay, let's go through the juvenile sections then, because these were kind of lesser-known results. Uh, so, juvenile section one, March, went to Samuel Hanna of Brookshane and District. Yes! Go on, Samuel, lad! You! Awesome. So happy to see that. Well done. Uh, so, juvenile section two, March, went to Mackenzie Forrest from North Lanarkshire Schools. Fantastic stuff. Juvenile section three, MSR, then went to Blair Beaton from the 70th Fraser Highlanders from Canada. Awesome, Blair. Well done. Juvenile Section 4 MSR went to Connor Lawler from the Mighty St. Lawrence. Well done, Connor. And the Juvenile Section 5 went to Rachel Tom from Glasgow Police. Well done. So there you go. Not a bad weekend's work by everyone. And if you've managed to lift a prize at all at the World Solos, give yourself a pat on the back. Especially, like I said on the last podcast, Stephen McWhorter was not pre-qualified. He had to play an extra run. So to come through it from the heats, from the semis to the final, and to win it, that's not a small thing by any means. So he really had to work for that ninth world title. So, hey, winning nine world titles, I think Stephen knows what he's doing by now. They didn't make it easy for him this year, mind you. Not being pre-qualified, Stephen had to work for it. Not to say that he has to work for it in previous years, but he does. So, hey, congratulations, Stephen. World champion again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) well deserved for those who are interested like i said you can go back and re-watch the full thing it will be available all on youtube i think they are in the process of uploading the performances there on the rspba youtube channel so if you didn't catch the live stream don't fear all the performances should be up there on their youtube channel go and check them out it is definitely worth a listen Trust me, even if you're not a drummer. (laughs) That's one thing people keep saying, oh, do you have to be a drummer to enjoy these things? No, you don't. Well, let's get on to some more solo playing because we're in the thick of solo season at the minute. We have the 45th Glenfiddich Championship happening this weekend. Yes! (laughs) Woo! I love Glenfiddich, man. And that's me as a drummer saying that. Honestly, this is something you uh, I always get excited for every year. This year is going to be something kind of special because of various different reasons. There's a lot of new blood in here. And there's also a father-son thing that a lot of people have been talking about. So let's get on to it. The 27th of October in Blair Castle and Blair Athol there in Perthshire. The Glenfiddich Championship, the 45th one. Oh, come on, I'm so excited for this. So... Going through our list. <laughs> reading another list, Brad. <laughs> That's original. Dipstick. Okay, yeah, I love reading lists, but I wanted to let people know who's going to be playing this weekend. We have Callum Beaumont, Stuart Easton, Alex Gandhi and Bruce Gandhi. That's the father-son combination there. Going to be interesting. We have Finlay Johnson. We have Jack Lee, of course. The legend that is Jack Lee. We have Stuart Little, Pipe Major Stuart Little, of course. We have Dr. Peter McAllister, Angus McCall and Ronnie McLeod. 
not a bad lineup at all, even if I do say so myself. So, this whole thing will be live streamed. Thank you to our awesome friends at Inner Ear. Uh, yeah, you can go along and watch the entire thing from start to finish. And that is what I will be doing this weekend. So I hope you can join me. Now, don't be put off because they do start the championship with the Peabrook event. And that does kind of burn out a lot of people. A lot of people can get tuned in and watch it and think, oh, 20 minute Peabrook, how long am I going to be able to stick this? Stick with it because the afternoon brings the light music and it is so, so good. <laughs> it's ridiculous. These guys just really are the cream of the crop and they do get invited to this event for a very good reason. They are top of the pile. So this weekend's championships is going to be really interesting because like I said there's some new blood in there that we haven't seen in the championships before plus some old favorites that we know have won the thing before many many times. (coughs) Jack Lee, Angus McCall. Uh, So yeah a lot of old guns but a lot of new guns in there too so it's going to be incredibly interesting to see. Especially around tune selection and all our stuff like that there. It's going to be really fantastic. I can't wait. So we hope you can join us on the live stream. Thanks to our colleagues there at Inner Ear. We hope to be watching the whole thing from start to finish. I have to say, Inner Ear do an awesome job with the sound quality and everything. One thing I would recommend, if you're going to be live streaming it, and you're going to put it on either a laptop or, say, a cell phone or a tablet or something, wear headphones. All right, because obviously the little small speakers you get on your laptop or the little tiny speaker you get on your phone or whatever really doesn't do it justice. You need the full experience. The guys at Inner Ear are pretty good at getting this whole sound quality game down. Get a set of headphones and watch the Glymphitic this weekend. Trust me, you'll thank me later. This one is going to be off the chain. As for predictions, I honestly don't know. Bruce Gandy obviously is an old gun in there. He's been a Glenfiddich before. But Alex is a fresh face. Mm, who's going to win out of the two of them? Don't know. Honestly don't know. Jack Lee obviously haven't won in previous Glenfiddichs before. But I would have to say possibly my money could either be on Angus McCall or Roddy McLeod. I don't know. But that's just going with my gut. That's sticking with the old favourites. I don't know. It all depends on the conditions and the day, of course. Because now we're coming into autumn. Blair Castle is going to be freezing. It's it's actually notoriously famous for being... The practice rooms can be absolutely freezing. And then they come into the, the hall and it's roasting. Because it's packed full of people. And they have the heating on. They have all those lights and cameras. So they go from a freezing cold practice room in a castle... And then come across into the actual performance zone and everything just goes... Sound just goes everywhere. So, they do have that period of time right enough at the very start to get themselves settled, get the pipes going, get them tuned before they actually start their performance. And to me, out of all of it, that's possibly the most interesting time from whenever they walk from that practice room onto that stage. That's when it's go time. It's not whenever they're actually playing the tune because then they just go into concentration mode and that's it. You can see them snap into autopilot and that's it. You know what I mean? Everything just goes as it should because these guys are the pros, you know what I mean? But the interesting time for me is that little transition between practice room and stage time. All that tuning and all that work that they've done in the practice room just seems to go out the window. And then it's either a blind panic or a look of terror that washes over everyone's face. 
And it's like, oh crap, my drones have gone. Where have my drones gone? And it's so good to see the professionals having the same problems that everybody else does. <laughs> I don't know if that's wrong to say, but hey, it, it's true. I love that bit. You know, they all go out and, oh, I can blow these up. Mm, oh, oh no, what's that? Uh-oh, everything's going wrong. I love that. So it's great to see how the pros contend with it, how they can very quickly tune by ear to the conditions. Very, very interesting to watch. So there you go. The 45th Glymphitic Piping Championship is going to be this weekend, kicking off at 10 a.m. UK time. So if you are interested in watching it on the live stream, you need to be tuned in. 10 a.m. UK time. Thanks to our friends in our ear. They'll be live streaming the entire thing. So that's going to be all sorts of awesome. Okay. In other piping news, Uddington Strathclyde announced recently something kind of exciting. They have announced the appointment of a brand new lead tipper. Yeah, and in case you've been living in a cave somewhere, it's Grant Cassidy. Yeah, Grant Cassidy from the Red Hot Chili Pipers and, of course, St. Lawrence Atul. We all seen him competing there at the World Solos over the weekend. We all know Grant knows his onions. So... This is an incredible move for Grant Cassidy, and I can't wait to see what he's going to bring to the guys of Unnington Strathclyde. It's going to be fantastic. So, yeah, of course he's going to be taking over from his dad. So, yeah, John, apparently he was in charge of the core all the way up until this season, and then stepped down, and Grant has taken over the reins. So, yeah. So Grant has been competing now with St. Lawrence at over this past four years, I think it is. Before that, he's with Shots and Dykehead for five years before that. So Grant obviously has a serious amount of experience bringing with him from the Grade 1 ranks and obviously from gigging around the world with the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So Grant definitely is a great appointment for Runnington Strathclyde, not going to lie. So... I can't wait to see what he's going to bring. Uddington Strathclyde are in recruitment mode, so if you are interested, you can contact the band. They are looking for experienced players, however. So, yeah, if you are interested in possibly pushing up the grade with Uddington, then, yeah, give them a shout on their social media. They are want to hear from you. And now's the time to do it, actually, because now we're in the winter months. Grant will be furiously writing drum scores, and that will be so interesting to see what Grant brings to the field at Uddington. So good luck to Grant, well done on your appointment, and to everyone at Uddington Strathclyde, don't be strangers, we'd love to see some practice footage and what you guys are up to before you hit the grass, uh, so best of luck to you. Anyway, shout out goes to Canterbury Caledonian Society, I have to say a massive congratulations to Greg Wilson. Yeah, Greg Wilson managed to win the annual Silver Chanter competition in Christchurch. For those of you who were interested, a lot of it was all being live streamed. We shared out a lot of the live streaming footage and stuff from the Silver Chanter competition down under. And yeah, some of the performances, again, outstanding. It seemed to be, (laughs) I don't know, wall-to-wall talent down there. It was just absolutely nuts. So congratulations to, to Greg. He managed to get a rare... Clean sweep of all the A grades, including the former winner's clasp. <laughs> Double MSR. What an awesome result. So well done to Greg Wilson, of course. Piper with the Canterbury Caledonian Society Pipe Band. If you are interested, you can check out the Big Rab Show Facebook page. We have shared out all the live streaming and stuff all up there. Definitely worth looking at. So, yeah, some awesome performances in there. Now, speaking of prize-winning bands and stuff, the Stone Mountain Highland Games were this past weekend. And by all accounts, looking at all of the video footage and all of the photographs of people just having an awesome time, I was all sorts of jealous. So, yeah. 
It's not fair. I wish I could have went to the Stone Mountain Highland Games. I actually had a lot of friends who went to uh, good friends of mine from a band called Stonewall. They're like a, a folk and a Celtic kind of rock band. They went over to the Stone Mountain Highland Games and, uh, yeah, were playing there as part of the Ulster Scots Entertainment. So it was brilliant to see those guys over there again. They always have an awesome time. And, yeah, the Stone Mountain Highland Games seem to be kind of awesome. I think I managed to get results from grade 5 and grade 4, I believe. Was that maybe all the grades that was involved, just the two on the day? Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, looking at grade 5, you had 13 bands in there. In grade 4, you had 7 bands in total. So not a bad competition by any means. A lot of bands involved. Uh, let's look at our top three, though. Uh, starting with grade 5, we have the North Texas Caledonian Pipes and Drums. Yes! Go on, boys! Awesome sauce. Well done. Congratulations, winners. Uh, second place went to the Chattanooga Pipes and Drums, which is fun to say. Well done, guys. And third place went to Rosie O'Grady's Highlanders. Now, whenever I first read this, <laughs> I'll be honest, but Rosie O'Grady's, that actually sounds like the name you would give to a very cheesy Irish pub over here. Do you know what I mean? Or even in the UK or anywhere. Like, Rosie O'Grady's Bagora. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> But they are a bona fide pipe band, which was fantastic to see. I actually looked at their performance as well. I found a video of it. And it sounded quite awesome. So well done to Rosie O'Grady finishing up third. So that was your grade five. Looking at grade four then, your top three then went to, the first place went to Knoxville Pipes and Drums. And yeah, Knoxville, well deserved. It sounded incredible. If anything, I really loved your drumming as well. Just sounded very musical stuff. So well done, uh, Knoxville. Second place went to North Texas Caledonian Pipes and Drums again. So there you go. Finishing up first there in grade five and then second in grade four. Not bad at all. Third place then in grade four at the Stone Mountain Highland Games went to Jamestown Pipes and Drums. Well done. Now, if anything, I want to hear more from this competition. I found it quite difficult actually trying to find recordings from this competition. Uh, so whenever I found that one from Rosie O'Grady's, I actually took quite a bit of digging to try and find. So any of you guys who went to the Stone Mountain Highland Games, then please get in contact with us. And yeah, send us video clips, send us little links and stuff. And we'd love to watch these performances and even share them out online so other people out there can enjoy them. So yeah, if you were at the Stone Mountain Highland Games, awesomeness. And even at that, if you were there, why didn't you send us a rap show selfie? <laughs> And that's one thing I wanted to say. If anyone out there is going to a Highland Games or a competition and that, even if you haven't got a Rab Show shirt on or any of our merch, which just gives you brownie points, but yeah, send us a Rab Show selfie. We love to know where you're at, you know? Even if you're down under South Africa or wherever you're listening to this podcast. We are truly international and we love to see selfies come in our direction. So please do. Just send us in a selfie. We love to see it coming. All right. Let's get into another little bit of news. Port Leithen and District Pipe Band made a bit of an announcement, which was kind of exciting. They announced that the band have just refinished, just finished recording their album entitled Voyage. Woohoo! Yes! I love new recordings, especially ones from pipe bands. I can't wait to hear this. Voyage apparently will be available to purchase on CD or you can download it from iTunes sometime in December. The kind of teasing is there. Sometime in December. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to have to keep an eye on that. But Port Lathan and District coming out with a brand new album called Voyage. Definitely going to be worth looking at. And, yeah, apparently they've been eight weeks in the recording of this 
that's no small thing whenever you consider some albums just take like a couple of weeks for some bands. But eight weeks from the recording process, can't wait. If you are interested, you can go along to Port Leithenon District's Facebook page. They've been putting up little advertisements and stuff, so really going to be looking forward to this. So sometime in December, apparently. <sighs> Come on, Port Leithenon, give us something. You know, give us a date so that we can stick it in our calendar and know when to keep an eye out. Anyway... There you go, Port Leithen and District, brand new album, Voyage. I can't wait, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Anyway, because you had a pretty decent season, Port Leithen, to be fair. Hmm. Okay, speaking of big news, <laughs> the last little bit of news for this week's Big Rap Show podcast has to go to St. Lawrence Atul. Yes, Tourist Kjol Resume is live in Ireland. They're bringing the massive pre-Worlds show that they did in Glasgow this year. They're bringing it to Ireland. They're bringing it to the Armagh City Hotel. Now, this is as a direct result of people complaining to the band, which I just find hilarious. A load of people <laughs> complained to the band and said, Oh, we couldn't go. We couldn't see you. It was sold out and it was just, we couldn't get through the door and we missed it. And so many people told us it was awesome and it's not fair. So, so Lawrence Atul are sick of listening to all the drama. And yeah, they're throwing the concert again. Oh, ho, 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 ho. man, I'm so stupidly excited for this. April 27th in the Armagh City Hotel, St. Lawrence Atul, Tourist Kjol Resume. Now, yeah, I obviously I'm going to be all over this. I didn't get to Glasgow, as you guys famously know. I didn't get to go to the big one in Glasgow. <sighs> I am going to have to get to this. In fact, I've already my ticket booked. I've almost got a room in the hotel booked. I have made all sorts of plans to get to this thing. It's just going to be insane. I can't wait. Doors open at half six. Show starts at half seven. And we have been assured that this will be almost a carbon copy of what happened in Glasgow. Now, the reason why I say almost is because they've booked the same acts and everything that they had on their warm-up roster and everything. Obviously, they had a few bands join them on stage with all their backing musicians who they have all confirmed that they're coming to this. But also, they're going to be changing some things. They are going to be tweaking little things that the band thought themselves... We could maybe do that better. Or we could maybe change it and take it in a different direction and make it all that bit cooler. So, as much as it is going to have some of the favourites that we had at the Glasgow event that some people, if you've been there, you can go and watch it again and you'll recognise some of the tunes that they perform. But also, they're going to be changing things. So this is going to be something like a mix between the old and the new. Oh man, I'm so excited for this. I can't wait. April 27th, St. Lawrence Atul, Tourist Kjol Resume. That is going to be something special. Now, for those of you interested, you can go along to the Armagh City Hotel box office. Grab tickets for this now. I'm telling you now, get tickets for this now. (laughs) Because if the Glasgow concert is anything to go by, this is going to be off the chain. And it will sell out quickly. Now, as far as I know... uh, they are only planning the one date. They, are, they aren't going to do like two or three. They're planning one date, one date only, in the Armagh City Hotel, 27th of April. And that's just right before the season starts as well here in the UK. So that's going to be almost like a big pre-season get-together. So 
man, I can't wait for this. It's going to be stupidly exciting. I'll be talking more about the event, of course, as it's coming up. And also, hopefully, throughout the winter months, I'll get chatting to some guys from St. Lawrence Atul and we'll get a little backstage gossip and stuff and hear what new things they're going to be bringing to the stage. Hopefully, don't know. It's going to be interesting either way. I cannot wait to see this. Of course, our current St. Lawrence Tools. Yes! Man. Okay, calm down, Rob. Okay. Big Rab Show Live is another event that I am all sorts of excited for. And I'm no kidding. Big Rab Show Live is just going to be insane because we have some of the biggest guns in the piping game coming our direction. We have all of those incredible drum majors that are affectionately known as the Crispies. We have our current world champion, Emma Barr. We have our previous world champion, James. Oh, James. Yes, we have James Kennedy as well. We have Jason Price as well. Uh, we have Lauren Hanna. And we have uh, Louise Smiten as well. Man, it's just going to be awesome. I'm all beside myself. I'm all excited for St. Lawrence. What's wrong? Calm down, man. You have a podcast to do. Uh, yeah. So the drum major display on its own is worth the price of admission. Trust me on that. So, yeah. The drum majors things, they're not going to be doing the marchy up and down, up and down the floor, kind of boring, yippee. There's a drum major. Nah, these guys are going to be doing something kind of awesome. And I wish I could tell you what it is. Uh, that's what's killing me. You know, as much as I'm trying to promote the event, I'm also having to keep things to myself. I can't tell you what's going to happen, but just take it from me. This is going to be awesome. Big Rab Show live cannot wait for this also on stage we have Aaron McElwain bass drummer and drum major of course with Klaus Kelt Pipe Band he'll be doing something quite special on stage as well he won't be drum majoring he will not be bass drumming but he will be doing something different <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say on that yeah again something special just for the Rab Show podcast live that's going to be quite awesome yeah also we have joining us for the pipers we have Graham Harris from Harris Piping of course Graham, an outstanding piper in his own field. Yeah, he'll be yeah joining us on stage and bringing us something different. I'm not sure if he's going to be playing Highland Pipes or Low Pipes or whatever it is that he's going to be doing. But either way, it's going to be something different. So, Graham Harris, going to be there for the pipers. And also for the pipers, we have Kevin Rogers from St. Lawrence Atul Pipe Band. Man, I'm so excited to see Kevin on stage. Of course, he was playing at the weekend there at the World Solos. Oh, I cannot wait to see Kevin. So, yeah, you guys know Kevin well enough. He's very famous in the piping world. He's a front-rank front, front rank piper with the St. Lawrence Atul Pipe Band. Uh, so, who knows? I may have to probe him and get some information about the concert that's coming up. <laughs> Shine a light in his face. Uh, but, yeah, really looking forward to seeing Kevin on stage. Cannot wait. Now, that's for the pipers. Looking after the drummers, then, we have lead drummer of Rivara Pipe Band. We have Matthew Shaw. Yes, just new into the role at Rivara there this year and actually managing to pick up a major or two along the way. So well done to Matthew. Uh, we can't wait to see what he has to bring onto the stage. Yeah, apparently giving us a little bit of an unusual drumming display. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Also, yeah, runner-up at the World Solos this year, we have Gareth McLees will be performing for us. Yeah, so cannot wait to see Gareth. That's good. Oh, man. All sorts of stupidly excited for Gareth coming on stage. Man, it's going to be... Awesome! Awesome! There we go. So, with that in mind, we also have a lot of other stuff to get through. These are the guys who are just going to be performing live on stage. Alright? 
But there's so much more. We have a lot of amazing sponsors for our live show and a lot of them have helped us out a great deal when it comes to the organising of this event, when it comes to the sound and the light and the venue and the everything that's involved. You're going to want to get to this event because you have the opportunity to get your hands on a lot of really cool gear. All right, going to say that. We're going to have some pretty awesome giveaways on the Big Rab Show Live. Episode 100, by turning up and buying a ticket, you have the chance to take part in the show and possibly win yourself something kind of awesome. Cannot wait for this because just these prizes alone are going to be something I wanted to keep for myself and stuff for the rest of you. But <laughs> I couldn't do it. So, no, of course not. So these companies and everybody that's got involved have donated so kindly a lot of really incredible things. So, yeah, we are looking forward to either raffling them off, auctioning them off, or you can win them on stage by taking part in the show. I cannot wait for this. It's just going to be something special. So, yeah, there's that, as well as Big Rab Show merchandise. We just have it confirmed recently that we're going to have some one-off specials. We're going to have some Big Rab Show podcast live t-shirts and hoodies and stuff and all that. Ah, so exciting, and I've just seen the final design for the merchandise. It looks good, so it does. All sorts of awesome. Yeah, Big Rab Show podcast live merch will be available at our event, so if you do turn up and you want to buy the t-shirt, you can. It's all going to be there, and you're going to be one of a very select group because, like I said, these are one-offs. They're not going to be available again, so... mm. There you go. If you want to get a hold of them, come along to the live event and you'll get your hands on some Big Rab Show merch specific for our live podcast. That's going to be all sorts of special. Plus, if you don't want to pay for your shipping online, a lot of people who buy from thebigrabshow.com, we have to pay for shipping. If you don't want to pay for shipping, you can just buy it there that night. We're going to have a whole stock available. You can come pick out a t-shirt, try it on if you want. If it fits, great. Take it with you. There you go. Ba-bum class so if you don't want to pay for your shipping that's another way to do it come along to the rap show live event and yeah enjoy a great night of piping and drumming crack and banter and yeah pick yourself up some rap show merch so with that in mind i have to say first of all to everyone who's working backstage at the minute at the big rap show i actually should be working at it right now by the way by the time i'm recording this i should be working and putting the show together but hey it's podcast time uh This show has been a labour of love and to everyone who's been involved in the organisation of the whole thing, it's just incredible the amount of work that everyone's been putting in. I did think, (laughs) taking Fusco's advice, hey Andy, from the Chant Around podcast, whenever he talked about if you ever think about doing a live event or a concert, don't. I honestly thought he's 100% right because on one hand, you're insanely excited to hit the stage and get it going and on the other hand, you're incredibly stressed out. And that's where I am at the moment. I am right in between the two. In one hand, I'm freaking out and really stressed out about everything that needs to get organized for this. But on the other hand, I really can't wait to bring episode 100 to you guys. That's going to be so exciting. Can't wait for you to hear it. And also can't wait for you to get there and experience it yourself. So... One last thing to bear in mind, I did mention the Chandler Rand podcast, and yes, if you turn up to the Big Rab Show podcast live event in Marifelt in the Terrace Hotel, 3rd of November, and you turn up wearing a Chandler Rand shirt, or you wear a Chandler Rand merch of any kind, then yeah, you're 
going to be entitled to something kind of special and we're going to tease that as well so but yeah if you turn up to the rab show live event and you're wearing some chandarant merch then make yourself known say hey look at me i'm one of the six or whatever that yeah we've got something kind of special lined up for you <laughs> yeah don't, don't worry that laugh made it sound sinister <laughs> It's nothing sinister, don't worry. It's actually kind of cool. So, yeah, that's just as a thanks to everyone who was listening to the Chandler Ramp podcast. And, yeah, I'm a bit of a fan myself, so, hey, it's awesome. There you go. Grant. All right, I've kept you long enough. Like I said, it was a busy week in the piping week this week. The piping week this week? The piping world this week. What's wrong with me? Do you know what it is? It's the excitement of this St. Lawrence concert. It's got me all sorts of freaking out this week. I'm called all over the place. Come on, tourist kill. Let's go. Okay, time to fly on. It's time for me to make myself a big cup of tea. <laughs> it's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the USA for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full range of bagpipes, including Henderson and Celtic theme lined of kilts, doublets and bespoke Highland wear like sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com also offers tailored payment plans for any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, they can help you with a full custom design from Adanti Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry or getting that true, unique look for your band, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com LoneStarPiper.com Check them out. The Harris Kilt Company, 150 Sandy Row, Belfast, offering high-quality garments with unique styles enough to cover any wedding, formal event, or even pipe band competition. They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all completed with Highland accessories, all available for sale or for hire. If you're looking for a Highland-inspired outfit of the highest quality, then look no further than Harris Kilts. HarrisKilts.com 150 Sandy Row, Belfast. Check them out. Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Stark, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no-quibble return policy with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes. Also offering a full payment plan to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock and are all up on their website, sourcebagpipes.co.uk. Contact Ross for more information. Hello, this is Scott Wood. And you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. Time for Topic of the Week. And, yeah, I've just had a lovely big cup of tea. And I've actually didn't bring it out with me again. But, yeah, lovely big cup of tea. And, yeah, that was a shout-out to our patrons there. Thank you to those guys who've clicked that support button on our Patreon page. It really does mean the world. Thank you so much to all of our supporters. Thank you. Okay. 
This week's topic of the week is, as it says in the title, instrument maintenance. Yes, now this is a massive topic area, one of which that has been kind of flavour of the month this last couple of months. As you may or may not know, there has been famously some bagpiping mishaps that hit the media this last while. Uh, There's been quite some high-profile events in America uh, that I'm not going to really get into, but... Yeah, the guys at Chanter Ramp Podcast talked about it at length, and uh, I think they said everything that needed to be said. But yeah, suffice to say, there were some very high-profile events in the piping world this last while, and some bagpipers were playing at these really incredibly high-profile events, and everything didn't really go according to plan. If anything, it went really badly, and yeah, sparked a massive conversation around the piping world, around a range of topics. And one of which, for myself here on The Rab Show, would be instrument maintenance. Now, the reason why this is a topic and not about why did this guy go up there and just make a dog's dinner of it? And why did they not book somebody else? Why did they not get Jack Lee or Bruce Scandy or someone that knew what they were doing? Why did they get this guy? All of that aside, that conversation has all been had and a lot of it... I'm not sure if it's warranted. I think a lot of it was just actually just very aggressive and, you know, I actually felt genuinely sorry for the guy. Uh, Not just that one event, but there was a bunch of other events as well. There was a lot of high-profile piping events that happened recently, even here in the UK as well. Whenever whenever you've seen them pop up on the news, you think to yourself, oh, I hear pipes. So then you race into your living room or your sitting room or whatever and you crank up the TV to hear what the news story is and then suddenly... You know it's bagpipes, but it's not bagpipes. It's it's something that just makes your toes curl. And you're thinking, no, no. Now, the reason why you're saying no is because then that's what people equate bagpiping to. They immediately assume that that screeching, terrible, struggling sound, that's what bagpipes sound like. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So that brought me on to what everyone kind of discussed at the end of all of the debate. Like, why, 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 why? It all fell down to instrument maintenance. Now, they've talked about this on the Chandaran podcast as well, but I wanted to muscle in because they talked all about bagpipe maintenance. Now, it's one thing. Bagpipe maintenance is something that doesn't seem to be very openly taught. And that's one thing I wanted to challenge you on. Uh, I know myself personally, my daughter is learning how to pipe at the moment. And very adamant at the minute, it's all very dots on the page. You learn this tune, you learn this movement, you practice, you practice, you practice, you practice. That's it. That's where we're at at the moment. We haven't actually lifted a set of pipes yet, which is cool with me. But for my daughter, not cool at all. She wants to sling the pipes under the arm and away she goes. However... There's one thing that one that all of the tutors have never mentioned, and that's instrument maintenance. I did ask them, I says, look, whenever we get a set of pipes in the house, I won't know what to do with these things. And my kid is like 10 years old, 11 years old. <laughs> what am I doing? 11 years old and has no idea what a blow stick is and what a drone is. So how am I going to show her whenever she doesn't know herself? So I guess... I don't know, whenever will I be expected to season pipe bags and, you know, I don't know how to tie in stocks and different stuff. I haven't the first notion. I'm a drummer. 
I hit things with sticks. <laughs> like, like, that's what I do. I hit stuff. And so, yeah, learning all of this stuff, I want to know out there, instrument maintenance, is it taught in band halls? From my experience, now this is only me talking from my experience, you guys can tell me your story, but there is always one guy in the band who looks after all the maintenance for everything. Now, if your band is putting in hide skin bags, then it's that one guy who gets that unfortunate job of doing the entire band, which frankly, I think is wrong. I think it's completely wrong because then that guy has, I don't know, half a dozen to a dozen pipe bags to sort out and yeah, could start paying attention to the first half dozen or so and then just get annoyed and just like horse his way through the rest of them, which has been my experience as well. Instrument maintenance is one of those things I really believe should be taught at a band hall. Now, who does that fall to? Frankly, I think it falls to the pipe major. Now, I did mention on a previous podcast, when talking about pipe majors, that they have enough on their plate, they should really be concentrating on the musical performance. But whenever instrument maintenance becomes an issue, they should step in and say, Hey boy, you need to do something with that, because that sounds like a dog's dinner. So, with that in mind, I want to throw the door open and start the conversation about instrument maintenance. Do pipers actively learn how to maintain their instrument because there's one guy i remember who had never ever ever emptied his water trap he didn't know he had one (laughs) his pipe major handed him his pipes and says there you go that bag is set your drones are tight you know your stocks are tied all you really need to do break them down at the end of each night put them in the box make sure your chanter read has a chanter protector on it before you fire it in the box. That was it. He played all season without knowing he had a water trap system and wondered why come the end of the season, things weren't going as well as they should have been. Now, is that down to the pipe major? Is that his fault for not telling him? Or is that down to his own fault for not actually taking an active interest as to how his instrument works? Now, for me, canister systems... Water trap systems, all of these type of things, from what I understand as a drummer, these take an incredible amount of uh, maintenance and may be more so for people here in the UK than what they would be internationally playing in different climates. But it is something that needs to be looked at all the time. As for uh, pulling through drones and everything and drying out everything, that's something as well that should be taught. I know many players that have played at world championships and got an absolute soaking and uh, then they don't pull them out of the box again until possibly the following week when we're getting ready to play a port rush and the water is literally dripping out of the drones. It's disgusting. So (sighs) instrument maintenance is something pipers need to look at because famously, if you don't look after your instrument and if you just expect to pull them out of the box and hey, they're going to work, you know, blow into them and that gives them life and wee, up you go. Nah, that's not the case. And like I think famously again from the Chandaram podcast, they did say that if you don't look after your pipes, your pipes will not look after you. And that is 100% true. So thank you to the guys at Chandaram for giving me that line for quoting. I have to say, 100% accurate. So with that in mind, that's the pipers looked after. But I also wanted to challenge the drummers. <laughs> oh, drummers, we are such a lazy bunch. 
Yes, at the very most for instrument maintenance, the only thing we would do is maybe clean the crud off our drumsticks. Yeah, and even at that, it's really, really difficult for us drummers to actually polish our drums. It seems to be a real big issue. I know a lot of drummers that actually just fire their drum down on the grass and just let the mud all slosh about on it and stuff, and they don't care. And then their nice, shiny, chrome, you know... Hardware on their drum suddenly starts to rust and degrade and then the sound starts to suffer and hoops start to warp and bend and suddenly we're starting to pop heads all the time. And why does my head keep pushing? So, mm, instrument maintenance is something from a drummer's point of view that also needs to be looked at. Tenor drummers, how often do you look at your bottom head? So many tenor drummers out there that I know think all the tuning, all the maintenance, everything is to do with the top head and they never look at the bottom. And whenever you flip the drum over, it just looks as if there's a carnage under there. All sorts of dead bugs, grass and uh, all sorts stuck onto the bottom head. But I thought it sounded okay. Ding, ding, ding. And then see it for snare drummers as well. See those little snares on the bottom of your drum? Don't grab them with your hand and go... See the amount of drummers I've seen doing that? Oh, that really grinds my gears. When they, like, I don't know, grab a fistful of snares and go right across the head. It's pulling the snares and rattling them. Yep, your snares are there. If you're going to pull them, that's the noise they're going to make. But you also run the risk of stretching your snares and as a result making them loose. And then you'll have to tighten them again and you're never really going to get the same sound again. Ugh. Don't pull your snares. That's something that... uh, Yeah, somebody's going to clip that, aren't they? But, yeah. (laughs) Instrument maintenance is something, as drummers, we need to look at. Especially now where a lot of us play with harnesses and stuff. Everything needs to be oiled and kept up to date so you're not walking into the arena with a lot of squeaky harnesses. I heard a whole drum line doing that once. And no word of a joke. They played the opening rules and I actively laughed out loud. So much so that the lead drummer looked at me and gave me a real dirty look. Finished the run and came over. What's your problem? I said, did you hear that massive squeak in between the opening rolls? Oh, yeah. I said, well, give your boys some oil or WD-40 or something. So we're going, up. Squeak. Durr. <laughs> it was hilarious because everyone was all wearing harnesses, but they were all... I don't know what was going on, but they were all squeaking and moving. It was just hilarious. So, yeah, it kind of took away from the performance and the drama of the big introduction tune when you had this little mouse squeaking in the the middle. It's very funny. Um, (laughs) Not so good when you're trying to win prizes. Uh, So, yeah, as drummers, I know that we're constantly looking at our drums and... Uh, yeah, why are my heads popping? Why am I not getting the same crisp snare sound that I used to have? Why... Does my drum look like death on the underside? Then take a bit of care. If you don't have a hard case for your drum and you have one of those soft cases, soft cases are fine too, but just be careful where you throw them. Some drummers I've seen can be really careless with their drums and actually physically throw it in the air. I've seen that happening. They throw cases onto a bus or under a tree or next to a wall. or uh, Stop it. These instruments cost a serious amount of money. Treat it with care. So, let's talk about polish, shall we? A lot of people really should polish more. Now, this is only my opinion. You guys, of course, can shoot me down. 
but I know some bands who actively give their drummers cloths and polish and tell them, take that drum home, polish it up for Saturday. Now, I know, in fact, I think I know most, most bands actually do this now here in the UK. Here's a cloth, here's some polish, take that drum away and scrub it until it's shining like a new pin. Now, a lot of drummers take this to heart. They tick the polish, they tick the cloth, and they scrub the living crap out of the drum until almost they've the paint worn off. It's ridiculous. There is a happy medium. <laughs> you are going to want to be able to handle the instrument on a Saturday, but, yeah, you know, so that's obviously subject to fingerprints and wind and rain and all that sort of stuff. So do bear in mind that your instrument will be handled. One thing I have to say is one band that really impressed me this season, Field Marshal Montgomery. With those big chrome drums, they were bound to have been a nightmare to try and keep clean. So, yeah, shout out to those guys. Those drums looked incredible. So that's instrument maintenance done right. And if anything, I did see them actually at one time in the final tuning area. And someone was coming along giving them a final buff. Yeah, they weren't tuning them, but they were coming along with a big bright yellow cloth. Giving them an all beat squeak, 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 all rub there. Yeah, so instrument maintenance, I think as drummers, we can look at it as well. One thing to look at, sticks. Yeah, in this new world of drumsticks, they now come in a variety of different colours, shapes, sizes, all sorts. And uh, yeah, we don't really look after our drumsticks, do we? The amount of drummers that I see playing with chipped sticks. uh, Yeah, we are not in the business of hitting rim shots on the pipe band world. We're not kit players, but... Yeah, a lot of drummers out there play with drumsticks with big massive chips in them. Now what you run the risk of happening of course is a stick breaking on you, especially if it's in the middle of the arena. So, like bagpipes, if you don't look after your sticks, your sticks won't look after you. If you do happen to have a chipped pair of sticks, regardless of whether they're your favourite set or what, maybe consider getting another one, getting a new set. You know, sticks are quite common. You can get them a lot of different places and they are of reasonable value. Uh, so, yeah, if you do start developing chips or whatever in your sticks, then maybe do consider changing them. Because, yeah, even the smallest little dink, dent, chip, everything changes the note of the stick. Deadens it, kills it for whatever reason, takes the resonance out of it. Definitely worth looking at. Now, as far as reeds go for pipes, we don't know. We don't need to go into reed... <laughs> Reed maintenance, because that is our daily bread in the piping world. Reed maintenance is something that is constantly, constantly being battled with. I don't need to preach it to you guys about instrument maintenance when it comes to reeds. Especially chanter reeds. Treat them as if they're made out of gold dust. Because once you have a reed set on your chanter, it should be treated as such. It should be, only person touches that thing is the pipe major. Uh, although I've seen guys pinching them, cutting them, uh, sticking a poker down in it to make them a bit wider or whatever. And I've seen guys trying to really screw them down into the chanter to get them either seated differently or guys throwing nothing but lapping around it trying to raise it up. Ugh, I don't know. Go easy on your reeds, guys. They are essentially the thing that make your noise. Treat it with respect. Now, especially if you're playing plastic drone reeds, there's one thing that people don't consider when playing plastic reeds, is they do need to be dried out the same way you would play on a cane reed. Cane reeds do soak up a lot of the moisture, 
but as a result it loses their resonance. Plastic boys don't soak up the moisture, but they do equally lose their resonance. And you do need to dry them out. Granted, they do dry out a lot faster. So, I don't know if I'm trying to sell plastic reeds to you. But, mm, yeah, they do seem to be easier handled. So if you are looking for low maintenance, look for plastic reeds. But mm, some plastic reeds are better than others, I suppose. Cane reeds are... Yeah, quite popular for a good reason. They do have a big tone, but are difficult to look after. Anyway, what am I talking about? Looking after instruments should be something that is taught in band halls. It also should be taught to people who are learning. My daughter, for instance, is one that I keep going back to as a prime example. For instance, it wasn't too long ago, she was practicing along on her chanter and suddenly she dropped the thing. I don't know how she had done it, but she dropped the practice chanter anyway. Lifted the chanter back up, tried to play it, blowed straight through. Reed had fallen out. She had not the first clue how to put the reed back in. Didn't know where it was. Hadn't a clue where what the reed was. No notion at all. She just came to me. Here, da. What's wrong? That thing's broke. What's broke? Your chanter. All right, okay. You need to change the batteries. And of course, I took the mic out of her then. Yep, she made it worse. What do you mean batteries? Where do you put batteries at? <laughs> Oh, Northern Irish kids. Um, yeah. So I then had to sit down, me as a drummer, tell her how a practice chanter breaks apart. Look, here's the wee reed, and you put the reed in there, and you put the top back on, and ta-da, fixed. So, see, I'm a drummer trying to teach a piper how to see the reed in a practice chanter. I have not the first notion. But again, I want to challenge anyone out there who is teaching anyone at the moment. Consider teaching instrument maintenance it's one of those things because all of those famous events that happened recently with all these big performances that hit all the news and the media outlets i honestly think it wasn't down to the player i don't think it was player performance that caused the problems it was instrument maintenance now we talked about it there previously in the podcast about the glymphitic one of the most interesting periods of time is from whenever they come from the practice room into the performance hall that changing temperature really quick like that change in temperature and also uh, humidity in the room everything like that that period of time before they actually start their performance is the most interesting to me because i love to see how they cope with the conditions and how the instrument changes just like that so that's one thing that we should learn. These pros had to learn. They had to learn this somewhere. Did they learn it themselves or did someone show them? Clearly, it can't all be self-taught. Someone had to tell them, well, if your drone does if your drone does that, then you need to do this. If your chanter does if your chanter does way down in pitch, then you need to do this. So yeah, all of these different things, all the variables, are they taught? Are they self-taught? They should be. They should be taught. They should be given tips and hints on how to deal with certain conditions. All of that sort of stuff. So, with that in mind, you tutors out there, please consider instrument maintenance whenever you're teaching someone how to blaze through the Fiddler's Rally. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. I hope I've rambled on for long enough and hopefully give you some food for thought. uh, Yeah, I didn't even mention bass drummers. You guys have all sorts of problems with those fluffy sticks, boys. Don't even get me started. Anyway, big sponges is what I call them. Whenever you're in the rain, those things soak up the rain like no man's business. Anyway, instrument maintenance 
it's something that we all need to consider in the pipe band world, especially us playing competitively. Maybe not so much for you guys playing in service bands and stuff. Not picking on you by any means, but I do know a lot of you service guys uh, don't pay much attention to instrument maintenance and just kind of pull them out of the box and away you go. Now, that's been my experience. Not even much in the way of tuning or that, in fact. But uh, I'm going to get all sorts of hate mail for this. But, yeah, I do believe it is something that everyone who plays a set of pipes on, everyone who hits a drum, should be somewhat interested in maintaining that instrument, learning how to keep it going. Our instruments are objects. These things can break and are subject to breakage at the worst possible time. So try to maintain it so that worst possible time isn't when you're on stage at a huge gig in front of news cameras yikes anyway (laughs) that's it for another big rab show podcast this week thank you so much for tuning in we are grinding our way towards episode 100 and it's just around the corner if you're listening and you're living locally here in northern ireland or even abroad and you do like to travel you can come along to the Big Rab Show live November 3rd in the Terrace Hotel in Marafelt in Northern Ireland. Tickets are available on thebigrabshow.com. You can come and get your tickets now. They are available. So, yeah, catch our amazing lineup. It's going to be an awesome night. I cannot wait for this event, man. And also, I didn't say earlier, but, yeah, on the night we will be raising money for the music service for Pipes and Drums. So all proceeds from ticket sales and all of that goodness will all be going towards our Pipe and World. We'll be reinvesting back into teaching kids all around northern ireland all about our amazing music and culture yeah that's what it's all about investing back into our piping world so as much as we're celebrating episode 100 we're also raising money for charity so there you go if you fancy donating to charity and coming and hanging out and join some awesome piping and drumming and some cracking banter with ourselves on the rab show then come along november 3rd terrace hotel in marifeld get your tickets on the big that's it, guys. <sighs> Another podcast in the bank. Don't forget, you can get your listener mail into us, biggrabshow at gmail.com. Get your voicemails into us as well, because over this next two weeks here on the Rab Show podcast, I will be taking listener mail, especially voicemail messages, to play and read out on episode 100. Now, that's very important. I wanted to put that in the very end of the pod, so if you're listening to this point, well done. You deserve a medal. But yeah. Get your voicemails in. They will be played on Big Rab Show episode 100. So it'll be played at the live event. So, with that in mind, get your listener mail into us. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Get your messages in for episode 100. Get them in now when you can. And yeah, we'll see you next week here on the podcast. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time guys, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>